This episode of Talking Smack contains spoilers for Star Wars Tales of the Jedi, Star Wars Rebels, Star Wars The Phantom Menace, Star Wars Attack of the Clones, Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. Avengers! Hello there, and welcome to a special bonus episode of Talking Smack, where we talk Sith, Alderaan, Mandalorians, and what's a C in Star Wars? Um, Corellian Freighters, I guess? That's that's the best I can come up with off the top of my head. Uh, it's very early, if you can't tell from the sound of my voice, but we are here to talk about the newest Disney Plus Star Wars entry of Tales of the Jedi, uh, an animated feature or animated series of shorts, uh, not even films really, uh, just animated shorts that are about 12 to 16 minutes long and they feature Ahsoka Tano and the eventual Count Dooku. It seems like his name is just Dooku, kind of like Madonna. He doesn't have a first and last name. He's just Dooku until he becomes a Sith apprentice, then he becomes Count Dooku. Which, like, why didn't he ever become Darth Dooku or something? Maybe just the double D? I don't know. Weird questions that come into my mind this early in the morning. So I'm just going to dive right into this and, again, break this down a little bit. These are a series of shorts that focus on Ahsoka and Dooku. It's kind of a mirroring of their respective journeys towards trying to become part of something greater. But in the case of Dooku, obviously, it's an evil experience that he's not fully aware that he's joining and Ahsoka who is tired of fighting but then realizes she can't escape the fighting and she joins up with the rebellion and to be upfront about this from the beginning I really enjoyed the Dooku stuff more because it's stuff we haven't seen and it's more interesting because it takes place before the Clone Wars where Ahsoka's stuff is feels really just like justifying certain things which I'll get into uh, I guess we'll start with Ahsoka, because I, I think the Dooku stuff is a little bit better, so I want to get into that in a little more detail. Uh, so Ahsoka has three stories, and this is all told sequentially. So, like, we have Ahsoka's birth as the very first episode. Uh, her her Togruta tribe has a tradition, seemingly, that when a child is a little more than a year old, like, basically, probably once they can walk, uh, they have to go through a rite of passage with their mother, which is they need to go on a hunt, and then they, the mother needs to carry both the child and the the kill back. Um, and there's some spiritual stuff that goes in there, like facing death and not being afraid of death. The hunt goes fine until the craziest looking saber-toothed tiger shows up. Like, that thing is so muscular. Ahsoka's mother fights it off as long as she can. Eventually, it gets to a point where the villagers come to offer backup. And then the tiger just kind of steals Ahsoka away and... Ahsoka, being being Force-sensitive, is able to manipulate the tiger eventually, even as a child. And the village elder realizes that she's a Jedi, and that's kind of where the episode ends. I think it would have been more compelling if they had even just alluded to the tiger thing. I know they needed an action sequence in this. Like, every episode has an action sequence for these shorts. But I think it would have just been more compelling to just see the family drama in this. 
I, I don't really care about when the village realized she was a Jedi. I care more about what is it like to have your child ripped away from you from a, a cult of monks who will train her to become a warrior, essentially. I think that's more compelling. And so I, this episode really did nothing for me other than just kind of add to the legend that is Ahsoka, which I, I love Ahsoka, but they, Dave Filoni tr- is trying so hard and everyone at Disney and uh, Star Wars is trying so hard to make Ahsoka just the biggest badass in the universe, which is fine, but we don't need to see a one-year-old Ahsoka being like, hey, Mr. Tiger, can you carry me back to the village, please? And then we don't see Ahsoka again, because again, this is a sequential series. Uh, we don't see Ahsoka again until episode five, which is just after the Clone Wars movie. Now, Attack of the Clones, the animated Clone Wars movie, that is essentially a really long pilot for the series. And she's going through uh, a very intense exercise that Anakin is putting her through, which this episode also features uh, a cameo appearance of Caleb Doom slash Kanan Jarrus and his master Deepa Balaba, which is very nice to see, but again, it's not necessary. And it kind of, if I'm remembering the end of season one of Star Wars Rebels, Kanan doesn't really react to seeing her, which you would think he would be like, oh my gosh, I know you. It's neither here or there. It's it's just a fun little Easter egg cameo. This episode essentially serves to fill in the gap again, why Ahsoka is such a badass that she's able to hold off an entire platoon if not an entire regiment of clone troopers it's just one more thing in her training with Anakin that makes them love each other in their way and just makes her again more of a badass it's just really that that seems to be the only thing they're trying to do with her with the anything that's not directly tied to the Clone Wars series now where it's if it's just a loose tie-in at least in this era it's just we got to show how she became, how awesome she is. And then the last episode of the, I'm assuming this is going to become a, a seasonal thing where maybe they'll focus on other Jedi like Mace Windu and Yoda and stuff. The last episode of this season is Resolve, which is also the last Ahsoka episode, which it starts off really nicely where we see Ahsoka at Padme's funeral and she's confronted by Bail Organa to kind of try and recruit her, but she's like, I'm done fighting, I'm done. And uh, it cuts away to her bailing some hay with some people and she's just reclusive uh she ends up saving a girl who is about to be crushed under a bunch of hay that's been overstacked and that leads to uh, an imperial sympathizer who is also the brother of the girl that almost got crushed calling up the jedi or not the jedi the the Imper- the empire that leads to like our very first look at maybe one of the first inquisitors if not the first inquisitor and we don't get a name we don't get anything we just see that he's clearly an inquisitor based on his lightsaber and his cloak he looks awesome but <laughs> it, that's all that he really offers to the thing is he's trailer bait it's a really good fight that shows off ahsoka's skill even without a lightsaber but it's again just there to show ahsoka is badass and she's now she's ready to get back in the fight and join the rebellion which is cool i guess it just i don't know it, it's really strange to me that they they have to focus so heavily on how awesome ahsoka is when we know she's awesome you don't really need to drive the point home with every episode like give us some give us some nuance I, we don't just need action from her now the good stuff the really good stuff in my opinion episodes two through four takes place uh, it seems like about ten yeah, maybe about 10 years apart. 
so the first episode is with Dooku is episode two uh, called Justice, where Dooku and a, I'm assuming a newly knighted Qui-Gon Jinn go to a planet that's been absolutely devastated by corruption, uh, literally and figuratively. Uh, the senator's son has been kidnapped by some rebels in the on the planet because they're trying to get a better life. That's all they're trying to do. They're not even really trying to fight for freedom. They're just trying to fight for their planet and for better conditions. And uh, Dooku sees this, and they're, the, the running theme throughout all three episodes is corruption in the Senate, and kind of within the Jedi Council, where they've calcified, where the even working against the Senate, because they, they're so delusional. They're so delusional and self-righteous in their belief that what they're doing is the absolute right thing, and there's no way that the Senate and the Force could lead them down a bad path. So Dooku, we see the first glimpses of him reaching into the dark side where he does a, a choke, force choke on the senator, but Qui-Gon saves the day and shows why he's a good Jedi. And they're, they're kind of showing like the opposite sides of the coin here. And then uh, episode three with choices, we see Dooku team up with Mace Windu. Uh, you can tell that there's been a passage of time because now Dooku has a little bit of gray in his temples and he's got a beard. This one is about them investigating the death of a Jedi and again leads to finding corruption in the Senate and Dooku you can see where he's starting to be like the Jedi and their their code because Mace Windu among other people in this episode just keeps saying like we have our rules we have our we have our rules we have our guidelines and we have the council there's no way we'll ever be corrupted and we have no egos there's no way anything's ever going to go wrong because we're Jedi and we we're right and we have our ways that'll make sure that we're always right Dooku obviously sees the flaw in this, which leads into episode four, and that's where we get a little bit of the, the gaps and the blanks filled in between what happened with Master Sifo-Dyas and Attack of the Clones and what Dooku's role in all of this was, which, uh, I mean, I feel like it was pretty well implied, but we have some confirmation here now where Dooku essentially stole sifo identity. Uh, he's the one that deleted the map, uh, the map to Kamino, which... That was pretty well implied as well. Where this episode really shines is that it, it again adds a lot of context into The Phantom Menace, where the episode opens with Dooku deleting Kamino, and then he meets up with Qui-Gon, and he's like, oh, hey, you! I heard you ran into a Sith Lord. Obviously meaning Darth Maul, and Qui-Gon's like, yeah, it's fine. Uh, no one has confirmed that it's a Sith Lord. We don't know yet, but the Council is the Council, and we'll, we'll figure this out. And then Yaddle shows up, which, yay Yaddle, finally confirmed canon, uh, voiced by Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, and I, I should say bravo to Corey Burton as Count Dooku and uh, Ashley Eckstein as Ahsoka. Like, everyone brings their A-game for all this. But after the title card with this episode, after they have this discussion about the Sith Lord and how the Council hasn't decided that, oh, Mar Darth Maul is a Sith Lord, we cut to almost immediately after the events of Phantom Menace, we see Dooku mourning in front of a tree, giving a little small eulogy for Qui-Gon, talking about how the, the tree at the temple, um, Qui-Gon was always fascinated by it because he grew up on Coruscant where there's just steel and stone. There's no trees or greenery. That's the moment where he basically has decided he's going to go work with Palpatine and he's going to commit to it 100%. Yettle senses the conflict in Dooku so she follows him 
and that's where a, a nice big fight, cool fight happens, and ends up Yaddle does get killed, so <laughs> that explains her absence after the deleted scene in The Phantom Menace, and uh, Dooku becomes the new apprentice to Darth Sidious, Senator Palpatine, and I, it, it's I'm, I'm summarizing this really quickly and probably not in the best way, but I think the Dooku stuff is really compelling, and I think it works really well because it's not entirely reliant on the action. Uh, the action is very subtle, and we see how good of a Jedi he is and how how powerful he is. But it's the character and see him realizing the corruption in the Senate. And it, it, I don't want to get too political here, but it it kind of mirrors today's society where he's being manipulated by the evil. And he thinks he's doing it for the right reasons, but then he he just becomes a tool for the rise of an emperor. And we're seeing that a lot today in the U.S. with Trumpism and some really heavy theocratic authoritarianism. It it mirrors today really well, and you, Dooku doesn't see that he's doing the wrong thing because... He is kind of doing the wrong thing for the right reasons. There is corruption in the Senate. We've seen that through the movies. We've seen that through the Clone Wars. We've seen it repeatedly through this this series of stories with him. So he's not wrong, but he's wrong in the way he's doing it. He needed to bring it to the council, present his evidence, and maybe stoke some change that way. Instead, he's going to go and try and plot a coup, essentially, and stage a, a big galactic war with... Palpatine and it obviously is going to go very poorly for everyone but Palpatine so with that I'm going to wrap up and uh, start closing out this the the bonus episode here thank you everyone for listening Uh, we do have our current like regular episode out with uh, Alex and I talking about Black Adam and House of the Dragon so please definitely check that out we have a guest cameo review from Justin Henson from the Movie Wire podcast so please Give that a listen and check out Justin's podcast, as well as the super familiar with the Wilsons, who are our weekly ad this week. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. This Star Wars Tales of the Jedi, I would say, is a must-see for anyone who's a fan of the Clone Wars and just wants a little bit more context for Count Dooku. Uh, I think it's really good stuff. Um, Maybe not the best Star Wars stuff, especially with the Ahsoka things. Um, Like I said, there's kind of a mirroring story, but it's really loose at the end. It's basically like... Ahsoka joins the rebellion because she sees the corruption of the Empire, and Dooku joins Sidious because he sees the corruption of the Senate. But obviously, one is for a good cause, the other ends up being for a very bad cause, but we see that he thinks he's doing it for the right reasons. Um, But with that, again, please give us a like, subscribe, follow us on Twitter, follow me on Twitter at Josh underscore Scar. Uh, You can follow the podcast at Talking Smack Pod. Please email us with your thoughts on tales of the jedi black adam uh whatever our subject of the week is going to be which uh our next episode is this wednesday november 2nd uh we'll be talking about the mass effect 15 year anniversary uh matt and i are joined by dan from casting views and then the week after that i believe we'll be talking about the weird al movie and uh i think we might have a special guest with that one i'm not quite sure if we have that locked in yet or if we can make that work but i'm going to try and have a special guest with that one And then the week after that, on November 16th, we are going to be talking about Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which I'm extraordinarily excited for. Uh, So please stick around and keep tuning in. 
Uh, email us your thoughts on those projects or your hype levels. If you see them before we record, please send us an email and we'll read your thoughts. Uh, thank you to Leo Allen for our musical themes, Beppo for our avatars. Please like, subscribe, review, and thanks again, everyone, for listening. Take care. Watch Star Wars. <laughs>